Hey guys, Paul Riddick here. Welcome back to the Baseball Dad Show. In this episode, we are going to tackle a question that every single father, I don't care who you are, has silently asked himself, especially when his son early on shows some potential, shows some talent, seems to be one of the better players around, or at least is kind of showing some signs of that. And that question is, is my son the next insert famous baseball player's name here? Is my son the next Mike Trout, the next Aaron Judge, the next Clayton Kershaw, the next Mickey Mantle? So this is going to be a really difficult podcast for some dads to listen to, but it's a really important podcast, especially if you do have a son that is showing some potential, maybe is head and shoulders above other kids his age, even maybe head and shoulders above kids maybe that are a year or two older than him. And it happens really early, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old. You can see kids really show um, that they have ability that is greater than kids their age. And that might even carry over into 13 or 14 years old. But there's some really important distinctions to make. And I'm going to answer that question, like, is your son the next? And we're going to do it level by level by level. So is my son the next Mike Trout? Um, Probably not. 99.9% probably not. Is my son a professional? Does he have professional ability, professional talent? Uh, Probably not. 99% probably not. Is my son a division one player? Um, Probably not. 98% probably not. Is my son a college player? Well, you know, that depends. That depends. But probably 95, I think 94% to be precise, probably not. Does that mean that your son can't have a great career? No. Here's why this concerns me. When we are parents, we don't think rationally about our children. Um, oftentimes, uh, you know, when people lose control of their emotions, whether that's like, you know, we think of people losing control of their emotions as someone who's like gets angry or is yelling or is, you know, um, you know, visibly losing control. But oftentimes we can lose control of our emotions and appear completely normal. And our emotions can take us out like, wow, my kid, maybe he is the best or maybe he is great or maybe he does have potential or maybe I got something here or I have to develop this or foster. There's there's some potential here. Or like I'm going to do for him what I wish people had done for me because I feel like I had the potential and I didn't really maximize that potential and on and on and on and on and on. That's losing control of your emotions. That's the, that's the temporary suspension of critical thinking. And I'm going to tell you what, there's a lot of dads whose son showed some potential order in their career and they pushed their chips in the middle or they pushed too hard or they tried to do what wasn't done for them and they end up they end up wasting a lot of time they end up not actually doing the thing that would help their son if they did have potential And I'm just going to break these down kind of in no particular order here. But when I talk to parents, one of the first things that I say is this. God makes the major leaguers. And if you're uncomfortable with God, Mother Nature makes the major leaguers. The universe makes the the major leaguers. Whatever you believe creates human beings, that makes the major leaguers. There is a genetic mix-up. There is a DNA that that makes major leaguers, that makes professional players, that makes Division I college players. There is that genetic makeup comes with certain gifts, certain skills. So I am a 5'11", 195-pound guy. Um, 
I really can't run fast. Uh, I really can't jump high, even at the best, the height of my athletic ability. I'm probably not going to play in the NBA. Certainly not going to play at the NBA now. There are certain gifts that athletes are given that other people just aren't given. In the same way that there's gifts that people who are musically talented or people who are even mathematically talented or verbally talented, people that can speak um, and communicate really well. Everybody has a different genetic makeup and everybody has an ath- a genetic athletic makeup. And sometimes um, what I say to parents after that, you know, God makes the major leaguers is this. If, if God made your son uh, or d- didn't make your son a major leaguer, if he does not have that genetic DNA, if it, Division One professional, you know, Major League Baseball, if he doesn't have that genetic DNA, there is absolutely positively nothing you will do to overcome that. Nothing you will do to overcome that. Because there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of players every year that have Division One are, are, are parts of Division One college programs that do not get drafted. That do not get drafted. There are hundreds of players, thousands of players that get drafted that never play beyond single A or double A or triple A or the major leagues. Even the players that do have high genetic ceilings, that funnel gets really, really small. Now, if your son does have that genetic genetic ability, if the DNA did mix up the right way, like I said, if your son doesn't have it, there's nothing you can do to create it. If your son does have it, there's a lot of things that you can do to prevent it from happening. There's a lot of things you can do to screw it up. I've seen really talented players that I don't know really what their genetic ceiling was because their parents just screwed it up for them. Their parents saw something. They lost control of their emotions. They thought their kid was the next cheater. And the next thing you know, they burned the kid out or the kid got injured or the kid lost interest or um, the first time the kid ran up against players that were equally talented as him, he couldn't play that well. It, a laundry list of things could happen. So if your kid does have the ability, there's an infinite amount of things that you could do to screw it up. And I've seen, I've just seen too many parents get caught up in this. And they push too hard and what they, what they, they're not looking at the realities of the situation. So look, let's look at some realities of the situation. The number one reality situation we've talked about probably every other podcast, there's a two-year standard deviation of development. If you have a 10-year-old who is head and shoulders above everybody else, that is not speaking to his genetic makeup. That is not speaking to his genetic talent. That is speaking to his current stage of development. So when we say two-year standard deviation, there's some 10-year-olds that look 12 and some 10-year-olds that look 8. And you don't have to look 12, but you could be developed, you could be strong. So any, any kid that is 12 years old and under, that is playing at, that, that is just seems to be high level above everybody else, that is a, a, a genetically gifted, that, I mean, that is not a genetically gifted player. That is just a player who is bigger, faster, and stronger, and is developing at a faster rate. Now, oftentimes when you do have an 8, 9, or a 10-year-old that you say, wow, this kid's got talent. And people will try and put them on the right teams, try and give them the right opportunities. And I'm going to tell you what happens to a lot of those players. A lot of those players that are early developers, they get pushed onto teams and they go out and compete and they go out and play. And and because they're early developers, they're bigger, faster, and stronger. If your son's an early developer, he is a target for a weak coach. A weak coach will prey on early developing bigger, stronger, and faster players because they don't have to coach them. They're just bigger, faster, stronger. They can just put them on the field. That your son is prey for a weak coach who doesn't know anything about developing your son. 
So what happens is they get thrown into what I call the competition model. And the competition model, um, you know, you go out and play and you get more opportunities to play. And because you're bigger, faster, and stronger, you're probably succeeding. You're doing well. But then what happens is 10, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, you know, that, that's okay when you're 10. But when you're 14, 15, 16, you know what starts to happen? All of a sudden, those genetic factors start to even out. And their two-year standard deviation starts to become normalized and starts to level out. And all of a sudden now, your kid who was maybe bigger, faster, and stronger than everybody when he was 10, everybody now is 15, and that development has caught up. And a lot of the players who are bigger, faster, and stronger and talented kids, their parents must, made the mistake of seeing that as ability, as talent, and not just early developing. And what they failed to do was develop that talent because a lot of times when the growth and the development stages kind of even out, you have a player who doesn't know the skills of the game, that hasn't been trained, that doesn't know work ethic, etc., and and they get left behind. I've said it on this podcast. I don't know. I think I said it on the last one or two podcasts ago. The best 12-year-olds in the, in the world are on the Little League World Series. We don't see them 10 years later. I think 50 players total worldwide, worldwide, have played in the major leagues. 50 players that have been in Cooperstown, in Williamsport. So uh, think about that. I, I've said that a lot on this podcast. You give me the the twelve uh, that you give me the best twelve year old basketball players in in the world. You'll see a lot of them six years later in the NCAA tournament. It's a different game. Baseball is a different game. And so when you have to understand, is you have to number one, you have to look: is my son really that good, or is he just developing? If if he is just developing. Here's the thing. If, if he's just developed faster than everyone else, you know what the right thing to do is? Balance out his competitive schedule with his development schedule, with his training schedule. If he does, if, if he's just an early developer, great. That will help him later on when things even out. If he is just a genetic freak and he's genetically gifted, you know what the best thing you do is? Balance out his competition with his instructional, his developmental part of his game. Because if he does have the genetic makeup, it will help him even more down the road. And so oftentimes we, we see this and we can get caught up in it. And it's emotions. You know, we can lose control of our emotions and we cannot see things clearly because it's exciting. You know, when your kid's playing well, your kid's the star of the team, he's hitting home runs, he's doing all these things. Look, it's, it's brain chemicals. It's just biology. And this is, if you look back through our podcast, I'm very, very careful about how dads react, that dads keep their heads about them. Um, there was an article a, a while back, one of the, I think, Los Angeles paper that talked about that when your kid is a good player, you know, it used to be like, yeah, a kid's a good player. Yeah, he likes it. He likes it, you know, when we were growing up. But now it's like my kid's a good player. That says something about me as a parent. That is a reflection of who I am as a parent because I made that. And you have to be really careful. You have to be really careful in these areas that you're seeing things clearly. That number one, you know the odds. I, one of the questions I always ask dads is, you know, when they say, I think my kid's got it. I say, who is the last major leaguer to come out of your town? Uh, I don't know. There hasn't been one. How about your county? Uh, there was one guy. Okay. So I want you to think about how many kids just do the pool of just your county. And then when was the last Division One player to come out of your, your area? I'm not saying that it can't happen, but you just do have to know the odds. And no matter – you know the odds and then also know the rate of development. Are you seeing things clearly? Are you seeing your kid for who he is or just that maybe he's – the talent that he has or just maybe that he's developing a little faster than other, other players? You have to look at that reality. Either way, the right thing to do is to balance out his competitive play with his developmental play and then also with his social life and with his uh, academic life and, and with his family life because I have um, – I don't know the, I don't know. I could do the averages, but um, there are 
probably just as many kids who quit baseball because they're either burnt out, the development curve leveled out, and they're not as good anymore, but or they just want to go hang out with their friends, or they want to go, you know, to, uh, try and uh, meet girls, or they just they just you know they they they're they're feeling the pressure of doing too much stuff where it's just it's not a straight baseball decision. And so to understand the odds and to understand um, where your son is on the developmental scale is really, really important. And I get it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying that I know that when your kids do, your kids going well, it's good. And you think, wow, maybe I have it. And I have a lot of dads who say, you know, I wish someone had pushed me, you know, well, you know what? I'll bet you someone did try and push you. I'll bet you there were opportunities for you. And oftentimes, you know, we often think back on our dads like, I wish my dad got me up at five o'clock in the morning and took me out and hit me ground balls until my, you know, and, and you know, all these kind of crazy stories. We wish, oh, I wish my dad took it more seriously. But you know what? I, that is just, that is like you wish someone had put you through, uh, you know, the pain of suffering that maybe you'll be better um, at some point in the future or, or would have went differently for you. But I, I often say, I'll bet you your dad probably, if he had done that, you would have rejected it. You would have fought against it. And and if you do that to your kid, your kid will fight against it too. If we're going to push them too hard, um, they are going to they're going to resist. And also remember, there is infinite, infinitely more opportunity, distraction, and other things for them to do. I mean, just I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day that had I said to my father, I am going to make a living assembling uh, Lego toys online and people are going to make videos. I'm going to make videos and people are going to watch them and I'm going to make a living doing that. I'm going to be a millionaire doing that. My father would have looked at me like I was an alien, but that is not out of the question today for kids. (laughs) There are kids making millions of dollars playing with toys on YouTube. And so the, the options and the possibilities are, are just vastly different for them. And you, you have to work to balance those things out. Know the odds. Know where your kid is on the development scale. Either way, it doesn't matter. The next step is to balance out his life. And, you know, I've said this on the podcast a lot. You look at any athlete, any book that talks about um, great performers, great athletes, what it takes, etc. They will all say this. Every athlete had one thing in common. Self-directed work. That they were doing work when it wasn't scheduled, when it wasn't forced, when it wasn't time, and it wasn't a practice. So that arises naturally, self-directed work. So guys, if you want to ask a question, head on over to Baseball Dad Show, uh, scroll down, you can click and uh, join our Facebook group, and you can ask your question in the Facebook group. My, my staff will get it to me, where we'll answer it here on the Baseball Dad Show. And um, you can also, you know, there's lots of, uh, there's thousands of, of dads in that group. There's also a bunch of other cool stuff at BaseballDadShow.com. So uh, thanks for listening, guys, and I'll see you next week. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com, all the information is there, and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.